With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jenga Ship Edithel, Lauren Obo Crazy Urban, and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. Okay, so maybe a couple of weeks ago, I forgot to mute my microphone when I walked over to uh, to nuke some. I forget. I think I was warming up milk for for a cocktail or something, or maybe it was a cider. I uh, I was going to throw something. It was a little something extra in there, extracurricular extracurricular activities and all that. And uh, I didn't mute the mic my microphone, so the microwave made the thing go nuts apparently. And uh, like, poor, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Electric death rained down on the ears of Lauren and Jonathan. We thought he did it on purpose. I did not do it on purpose. I'm just... We were like, wow, that jerk. (laughs) But then we found out that... uh, That essentially Jack is serving baby meat at at, uh, Event Redacted, so... Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) I love lamb. I wrote down chicken on my thing, but then you're like, it's family style. And I was like, works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Lammy, 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 lamb. Just gonna well, take so many pictures of myself eating it and like be like, I'm eating lamb. I think it might actually be sheep, but the way it's described in the menu, the like, Indians is called lamb. So yeah, it's always like anytime you're eating a sheep, it's easier just to call it lamb. Yeah, you're like, eating- oh yeah, it's totally, totally grown or a baby. It's it's beautiful and yeah. tender and not There's- eighty years old. There's all that ruckus about like veal being evil or whatever, but lamb, meh, lamb, meh. Up. Okay. By the way, have you ever had veal? I one time. I I have. I it was, it was unremarkable enough that I and I'm actually gonna start uh, start streaming here. It was not remarkable. Like I, I couldn't tell you like what lamb tastes like. Okay. My parents and I'll have to find you the recipe because this may change your mind. One parents weekend at Wake Forest when I was living in an on-campus apartment, I didn't want to make reservations and go out and just be like inundated with tons of people. So they, we, I had a kitchen and so they pre-made a lasagna and we made dinner and we had dinner together in my apartment. It was awesome because it had been a rainy night. It was perfect. They made veal lasagna in bechamel sauce and it was oh that fat ginger Italian guy's recipe. Mario Bertelli? Uh, Mario something. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. He's ginger with a ponytail and he's Italian. Oh, so I it's believe like, it's like, that is Mario Bertelli, yes. Bertelli. It was amazing. <laughs> it was I, like so, so good. And they left me all the leftovers and I just ate it for the rest of the week. And I was like, this is veal. And I know in my heart of hearts, I was like, this can't be like, I, this is, 
people are mad at me about the ethics of veal. But that lasagna would have changed your life. Hmm. And it was so good. It was so good. And I was just like, this is so good. And it's like if I said it was lamb lasagna, people would have been like, oh, lamb, lamb, of course. You call it veal. All up in arms. Yeah, I, I don't had, are uh, are the uh, lives of baby sheep less precious than the lives of baby cows? Not really. Baby sheep are cuter. Well, I mean, on long enough a scale, aren't we all just like babies or whatever? Yeah. Like, like you go thousands of years, human beings only live, what, 80, 90 years, you know, even with modern, modern medicine. In, but you look compared to an animal that lives like 200 years, like a turtle, like how old yeah. is 30 or 40 even? I mean, hobbits don't come of age until 33. It's true. How old in, <laughs> and this is, you may not know the answer, in elf. Like when Will Ferrell is sitting in class, all those other elf children are like his age, right? Like yeah. they're all in their 30s and stuff. Yeah. Elves have to take forever to age. But not forever to grow because as an image on Facebook once told me, God only allows things to grow until they're perfect. That's why short people are so great. And it's like an image of the youngest that's daughter weird. from, from uh, Despicable Me. But that's really weird because that would – that would basically say that she's reached sexual maturity at the time that she's reached her height. I didn't take but, it there, but you certainly did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, if you've well, ever taken a Jack, biological it's why we had her on. I mean, I mean, her perspective on these things is, is unlike your eyes. So, I, Jules, I encourage you to continue to take it to these very <laughs> weird and uncomfortable places. No, I just say, okay, so here's the deal. So there's like how tall you get as a person, but there's when you reach what is considered sexual maturity slash adulthood. And it's like those little elves are the same age as this dude that has fully reached sexual maturity, but he's their little elves. They're still considered children. So like they're still going to be growing for way longer than he is because theoretically with a longer lifespan, they have a longer childhood. This make this is totally biologically said. Just because it's I've got the word sexual in here, you guys are all up in arms. No, I'm not up in arms. I am listening attentively, and I I understand what you're saying. It's sort of like, actually, it's it's a lot like the Gem Hadar the other way. Because I was just watching Deep Space Nine, they only live for about like twenty eight or nine years if yeah. they're like honored elders. Well, no, that's that's beyond nine. Beyond nine is honored elders. Right. I was so, watching something else where it was like that. Keep the, going, the, sorry. Oh, yeah. The Okampa from Star Trek are also like that. The uh, Kessa species, they only live nine years and bam, they're dead. Yeah. What was I? Oh, what is that? In the Golden Compass, there's this species of tiny little like fairy-like person. And they don't live very long. And like that's like the whole – it's not the Golden Compass. It's probably the subtle knife and what's the last one? Uh, in, isn't there a watch in there? The something, yeah. Well, the Gumpus is the watch. The, the, uh, is it's it, his dark materials. That's right. You're, you're that's right. the whole thing. So there's these like weird species that are like, they get old, they age really quickly. So you reach adulthood, which is what scientists would call sexual maturity. Yep. At an earlier age. But those elves in Elf were still little tiny children and he was already big and grown. And I knew, I know that is for the purposes of like the comedy, 
But the comedy is based on the fact that he is surrounded by a group of people who have not reached mental and sexual maturity yet. And he is therefore acting like one of the tiny little elf children when he is a human adult. That's the basis of the joke. Well, yep. Typical nature versus nurture. Mowgli being raised by wolves. The wolves grew up, you know, to full maturity. By the time he was 12, he thought he was a full-grown wolf. But then it turns yeah. out he was only a pubescent boy. Which, which was probably hard for him because he was probably treated not that awesome when he went back into the human world. They were like, you're just a kid. He's like, no, you don't understand. I am full grown. That in his country was legally occupied by foreign invaders. But That's you. Hi, I'm Jack. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> I'm Julia. And we are Glib Shark. Tonight, Jules joins us for just anything and everything we think about. If you want to talk to Jules, the number to call is 215-486-2125. Or if you have Skype, call Jenga Ship and we'll let you in on the conversation. But I heard someone actually join us. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's the lovely, the talented, the amazing, the spectacular Oboe Crazy here to do a little something that we call This Week in Geek. How are you? I I am sick in a car before an orchestra rehearsal. Talk Oof. about dedication to this show, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I only have one thing for This Week in Geek because it's the only thing that I, I have been looking at uh, and that's off the top of my head. Uh, actually, there's two things. One, so they put out a picture of Jared Leto as the Joker. Did you guys see this picture? You mean yeah. Juggaloker? You mean Juggaloker? Juggaloker. Juggaloker. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to be claim to be the, the world's most biggest authority on Batman or any of his villains. Um, and I totally appreciate someone trying to do something different with the character. And I get that he's also doing a riff on the, the killing joke. But what's with all the tattoos? Can anyone well, explain the tattoos to me? Basically, from what I understand, that is not the final design for the Joker in Suicide Squad, the movie, David Ayers' movie. It is a melding of what Jared Leto is doing for that Suicide movie, Suicide Squad movie, and the 75th anniversary of the Joker being introduced. Okay. Now, 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 that may be a reaction to the criticism that that photo has gotten. It's gotten quite a bit. Yes. So they may be like, uh, hang on, guys. So, like, they're going into Jared Leto's or um, Jared, Leto, Jared Leto's makeup trailer next morning and, like, so, you know, those hours of tattoos we were going to put on you for the movie? Yeah, not going to do that because it sucks. <laughs> not going to do honest, it. Wouldn't be prudent. The only one that actually was weird to me was the forehead one. Yeah. The damaged. Yeah. Yeah. That it's was a little so the obvious. Other... Yeah. It, it's very. <laughs> The, to to make a pun in your face, uh, uh, the other ones like have at, they at least reference other things in the comics. And in the end, if he's wearing any clothing whatsoever, you're not going to see them a lot of the time. And I like I like a lot of the other aesthetic that's going on. It's really just the forehead one that I'm like, really, really and it's so poorly done. Like it's like it's seriously the one on his forehead looks. It looks like somebody went in in Photoshop and pulled out the tax box and wrote damaged in whatever, like, generic came with your computer, like, cursive font they could find. And it says damaged, and it's perfectly capital D, and then all of the lowercase letters go along with it perfectly. I'm like, is this the kind of tattoo the Joker would actually get? Absolutely not. 
And I just, uh, everything else you had, I could go with almost everything else. It looked a little too clean. Like, I spent a weirdly long amount of time around tattoos in my undergrad career because we didn't exhibit on them. And just like everything I know about tattoos and when people were getting tattoos and how they're done, everything just looked too computer. Like, I don't even think any of those were actually done by an artist on his body not an actual tattoo artist but even like a makeup artist they all looked like they had been affected in and it just was a bad photoshop too which is probably what contributed to the to the backlash for it because as i said overall i didn't mind the aesthetic i'm not you know gonna i'm not gonna say yay but that was really the only one And, and so i think that's why a lot of people are like oh i think maybe subconsciously they're reacting to like the bad photoshopping because i think without Without that forehead one, I think people would probably have have gone along with it a little bit more. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, uh, Google is your friend. The only other thing that came up is, hey, if you're going to RTX, and uh, I know most of our listeners at least want to, they finally dropped the the hotel reservations for uh, if you wanted to get a deal for RTX. So check out the RTX, the Rooster Teeth website. There's a couple journals posted. You can now, it links right to the two hotels that they're offering deals for. And uh, get yourself a hotel and come party with us because it will be fun. That's all for this week in Geek. I'm Obo Crazy, and oh my god, I need to sneeze. The world is indeed a sneezy place. If you have a fact you want read live and on the air, say for instance, uh, Juggaloker, going to RTX and booking that one of, the, one of those hotel deals, you can send her an email, lauren at obocrazy.com, or go to our website, which is glibshark.com, full of all the past episodes of classic Jenga Jam, modern Glibshark, and all-time podcast, glibshark.com. But I, that I transition think I know- was as bad as the damaged Photoshop tattoo. Hey, let me tell you why <laughs> I let me let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you this, uh, girl. Let me tell you, like I figured out why the Juggaloker bothers me so much. Not necessarily that they're trying something new. I mean, people kind of shit on Heath Ledger when he was announced as the Joker. They really did. Ten things I hate about you being the Joker. Franchise yeah, is ruined true. forever. Love and then he knocked the out of the things part- I hate about you, by the way. But uh, well. You got to reference the movies that come from my time. I mean, I was in high school when I think that movie came out. Love, but, love. like, um, so, Jonathan, you might remember this. Remember when Finch Lynch, I think it was Finch or somebody, posted an image of these dolphin furry men? Um, Does this ring any bells? No, it doesn't. I'm going to find it, and you, you're going to cry yourself to sleep because it's super creepy. And the Joker reminds me of this sort of, imagine, like, a dolphin slash man kind of furry hybrid kind of deal with the human being. Why? Why would you make me imagine that? Imagine I'm already going dolphin. to All I can see is the sharks on Katy Perry's thing. Right. I'm <laughs> not even going to make you imagine that. <laughs> sharks like, from the Super Bowl. They're well, like dirty. And I'm like, I know you're creepy, but not well, the right way. Well, our friend Finch Lynch made us imagine it years and years ago. And I even imagined it. He put it right in our faces. Like one time, uh, Bern, I, I remember Katie King, she was doing like drawings of everyone as furries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Bernie actually posted on my wall like years ago when he saw my avatar. He did one of me. She did one of me as a dog, my my classic like three piece suit with a purple shirt. And uh, he said, when I saw that, I hit my screen upon the, the screen of my laptop and cried. Ha! <laughs> precious memories. Furries can have that reaction in people. Furries are a thing. They are they definitely are a thing. Okay, so oh, so 
full disclosure, I'm not, and I'm not going to name names because I don't want to call anyone out. But, oh, but just do it. No, I'm not. I, I'm not that. No. So I actually, I met someone at this last uh, Toronto Uncon, and I will just say that she was was very interesting, uh, kind of cute, and we played hearts. I ta- I taught her. I taught her and, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of who else was there. I was very drunk. But I, I remember we learned how to play hearts. I, I like knocked over her chair a little bit because I'm a large, playful man. And uh, and, and we kind of hit it off. So I, I friend request her later on Facebook when I when she turns up and turns out she's a furry. <gasps> like a major one. A major is it suit and everything. Are you friends with her on Facebook? Are you and I I'm not gonna say because <laughs> you're gonna find her. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. You'll probably find it pretty easily. I'm not anyway. going to be like, hi, you're a furry. Can Stand- we talk? I, just wanna be like, I, just I don't know, go. Jules. <laughs> you're, you're the you're, standard you're kind of in shark. So anyway, 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 anyway. So the point is, I've had to come a long way to be like, okay, I, I, am, I am actually all right with this. With not only, not only knowing that there are furries out there. I mean, that, that took a long time. But actually being friends who participate in that stuff. Because not all of it is devious. Sometimes it is just a fursuit. I personally will never do anything like that. But I'm a bit more accepting of those who do. And, and this person did, did a hell of a job kind of bringing me to that point. Yeah, listen. Do what you want. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're making yourself happy, go for it. Who am I to tell you what what is good and bad and right? And f- fuck it, if you like to, if you do the furry thing and you enjoy it and you're not hurting anybody, then yeah. don't listen to me because what what do I have to say in your life? But as for me, no. Yeah, I think that's kind of my thing. It's like, okay, here's what you've got: two, or in some people's cases, more than two consenting adults. That are both 100% satisfied and happy with what is going to happen or has happened. I'm yeah. not really bought, you know, like as long as everybody there is consenting and of age to consent and you're not hurting people. Then who are it. we to judge? I, I see. I, the thing I have learned is that A, I am way more bland and normal than I ever think I am, but B, <laughs> B, I seriously, at this point in my life, from what I've just weirdo stories I've heard from people, I don't think furries are really that much far off the spectrum. People dress up as naughty cops and naughty nurses. You can be a naughty whatever kind of animal you want to be. I'm not bothered. Well, and and frankly, like a lot of the naughty Halloween costumes are naughty animals anyway. They're just full body. And, And you were talking about as long as they're not hurting people. Really, a lot of times, especially when you get down to conventions and you know, below the Mason Dixon line, they're only hurting themselves <laughs> in 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 those suits because they're. I, I would imagine it is much. It is actually worse than say a suit of Spartan armor. Because oh my gosh! I bet it's so hot. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying is that it's 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 a struggle. But anyway, you're gonna be sweaty a little bit. You better I, I like your at- own body odor. To bring it back to D.C., how much further is it from furry to Catwoman? Not very far. She is in a cat suit. And she, depending on which Catwoman you're talking about, it gets closer and closer to spirit animal than it. (laughs) As someone who has no experience with with 
either option. I've never I've never been in a full body suit like that and I've never been in say like a rubber or latex suit like what Catwoman wears. Which do you think would be worse? Well, okay. Has any <laughs> I've had experience with the latex, but I, I haven't had experience on leather with the pants furry. one time. The, the latex sucks. It's hot. It's it doesn't want to come off easy. It sucks. I imagine okay, so I imagine latex would be worse because I've heard that like you have to put baby powder on to like keep it from chafing. Because <laughs> well, that's what you have to I wore it sweat. I wore it as a, a costume for a performance and I only had to wear it for about an hour and a half. And so I and I didn't know I wish someone had told me because yes, you're right, there's chafing. Um it's it is it it is not comfortable. It is just not comfortable. But I've no experience with wearing a mascot outfit, so I can't compare the two. I had a friend who was the demon deacon in college. He was the mascot. I imagine it got really sweaty, but this thing is like the mascot you the head is like this big thing that you wear. So while you're hot, you have all this space inside. And then you yeah. typically wear like you typically wear stuff that's oversized for you. So you have breathing room so even if you're sweaty you could still wear under armor or you could still wear something underneath it so that you're not totally dying but like you said the latex what can you wear underneath latex not much although i will say for for the mascot thing you know like there's no there's never any time i can ever imagine being comfortable in latex the being in a mascot outfit, I'm from Buffalo, and the the Buffalo Bills mascot was a a guy in a buffalo, you know, looking like a buffalo. And in the middle of winter, that's that's got to be actually kind of nice. Yeah, that sounds that sounds toasty. I I go to a maybe, Bills game. Okay, so so that's Buffalo. That is way yes. up there. Do you yes. think there's a point at which it gets so cold that you can no longer wear enough stuff underneath? To keep yourself warm. Oh, there definitely is. A hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. But um, Canadian football teams don't play very often and don't have mascots, I don't think. Right, right. But Buffalo is practically Canadian. It yeah, really is. I'm basically married. Lower Canadian. Canada, though. Lower. But what the... So we mostly get a ton of snow. When it gets super cold, it's a wind chill issue because there's always a breeze off the lake. And if you're wearing a, a big outer... Uh, you know, mascot costume. I would imagine that mitigates a lot of the the wind, and it's so it might not be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Imagine you can't hear for shit though, because the wind is just blowing past you like, and you have like this big barrier between you and everyone else. So you have to have a handler that's basically just walking you around everywhere. Well, hell, like just normal cosplayers generally have handlers. I know, I've, 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 I'd like to call it rolling support of people doing cosplay. I mean. A lot of times, especially with if you have a costume that's not conducive to carrying stuff, yeah. then it's very helpful to have someone who's who's there for you to be like, oh, hey, you like like I, I, for example, I wore a costume one time where I had claws on my hands. Well, gosh, that meant there were a lot of things that I just couldn't open or or anything. So I or was you very could because those claws were also bottle openers. No, they were they were like. <laughs> They were spit and bail wired on. I mean, they were just like hanging on for dear life. And 
I, I, I could handle stuff probably, but it would just meant that they would have fallen off and, and I would have had to been constantly regluing them. I mean, that was, they were delicate, I guess is what I should delicate. say. Yeah. And so having someone to do that minutia was very, very handy. So it's not, it's not, it's not totally unheard of that that would happen. This is one of the weirdest beginnings <laughs> to a conversation we've ever fucking had. Is it though? I mean, we've been doing this a long time. I, I guess it does rank up. No, it, it, this is okay. Let's, let's put it this way. In my era. That's fair. I, I've ne we've never gone from furries to latex. That's true. You, we, didn't any, we didn't do any dead baby joke contests while you were on a part of the show. The, I would like to think the Venn diagram of of latex and furries is is you know overlaps quite a bit. Overlaps, yeah. But I would that, think so. That's just how I don't know. Maybe it's how I'm trained to think. But it's like when I hear about like it's so weird when I hear about someone else's like weirdo fetish or even if it's not weird. I'm like, how does that work logistically? <laughs> like, so there was this picture, this like stereotypical like oh, this is a person, this is an indigenous person that still exists somewhere out there in the world. And it's, it's the beauty standard of having these long, like, it's, it's body jewelry. It's the equivalent of having your cheek pierced or having your um, nose pierced or your lip pierced. But instead, it's, like, pierced through both ends. And there were these, like, basically having, like, imagine instead of, like, the stud that just goes, you know, through your earring, it's this long thing that goes through one end of your cheek and then out the other end, and it's a way of, it's just a, you know, a a standard of beauty that doesn't exist here, but exists somewhere else. I just remember staring at the picture, and I remember going, do they take them out when they eat? And one of the, like, in the anthropology admin, Rosemary, was just like, what? I was like, I, I understand the beauty standard. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, I don't care if I find it ugly. Someone finds it pretty, whatever. I'm like, but tell me how logistically, like, if you're going places every day and you have pokey things sticking out of your face, how do you work that out? Like, or like, you know, there, there are societies where you have a beauty standard where there's a lot of enlargement of ears or lips. And I'm like, okay, when you're eating, what, what is it? Does it hurt to sleep on? Like, those are the questions I want to know. <laughs> like, I want to know, like, the, all right, what happens when the shit goes wrong? Like, I'm like, ah. I get you. Maybe it's weird to me. I don't know. Like the cultural relativism is so far gone. I'm like, give me the rundown of your daily life and how you don't get snagged on shit. There was actually, it, it's funny that you, that you put it that way. There is a board game that I'm actually going to get to play this weekend. It's called Twilight Imperium. And so it's intergalactic. Steven loves that game. Huh? Steven loves that game. Oh, well, we should play sometime. Although the logistics of getting people to play are very complicated. So that would be like, like we could not do that at RTX. That would take us out of action for for several hours, not just setting up the game, but actually playing and then putting it all away. But anyway, so I'll have to remember to bring that up with Stephen. Anyway, what that's are the, the one where you can be Aslan, right? Yes, you can be the they yeah. they are the Hassan or Hakan or however they're you the Aslan tribe. Yes, they're the the <laughs> space space lines. Anyway, so there are space vampires. I'm gonna put that out there, and they are actually As one of my are. favorite races. So the guy that is like the the representation of the of that race on their little race card or whatever is wearing this like armor stuff where the pauldrons stick so far out from his from his shoulders that a lot of people are like how does he get through doors huh. like sideways well okay so so this is space combat so these are space ships and in space like livable habitat is at a premium 
So you don't want big like rooms on a spaceship. So this guy could never be on a uh, I, they're the Letnev, like a Letnev battleship or something, so because wait, his shoulders would never fit anywhere. I want to Maybe... see a picture of this guy's shoulders. I, I, I will find one. Yeah. Are they retractable no. shoulders? No. Like, this is a space-faring race with space technology. Maybe they, maybe they have the technology to make shoulders retract. Retractable shoulders. Why not? Like, kind of like a shoulder version of Wolverine. No, Shoulderine. They're, they're very shoulder like, one piece. It, there's no, so like... Weird. I'm looking. The anyway, Barony so... of Letnev? Is that... Yes, that's them. Okay. Okay. Hey, Oh, this Jules. is a shitty photo. Were you? I think you we, were the instigator of our hatred of the Latvians. Is that right? Yes, Latvian potato. We don't hate the Latvians. Come on, that's we like okay. their jokes about their potatoes. poverty and their potatoes. Oh, man. Uh, so I backwards. was listening to that to that show the other day. I was like, I I need me some <laughs> Latvian potato jokes, and it came. Actually, what happened were it came up on random, and I was. I was looking. I was listening to it. And I was like, "Oh, this is with Joel. Oh, this is with the Latvian potato jokes." And I think it actually was like called Latvian potato jokes. So I, I listened to it, and then I like had to do something, so I quit listening to it. And then like I hit forward, so I had to go and find it again to listen to the rest of the Latvian potato jokes. And that was amazing. It's it's a it's a whole Latvian. subreddit. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be a whole subreddit? I love. I just everything is a subreddit, and That's I true. read them to Stephen. Where we find one. I find a good one. Okay. Uh, that one's kind one of day here knock at door, man ask, Who is? It's potato man. I come around to give free potato. Man is very excited and opens door. It's not potato man. It's secret post. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, I have one here too. So I am in the gulag and Politburo is make gives us potato. The reason why he needs daughter is to distribute potato in the gulag. Totally. Oh, I can't read that one. Never mind. No. <laughs> it's it's sort of like like when you catch yourself going, oh wow, this is really funny. Nope, nope. Back up. Okay, no, oh, here we go. Like yeah. Crap. So too late. Going down a hill. Foolish so Americans claiming Latvians don't have freedom of speech. We just don't have freedom after the speech. Oh, uh, accent. So, this yeah. is like this is my Very favorite one. getting into Yakov's off territory. Let's be careful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, Jack, we were talking about last week about cosplay. And uh, I think Izzy brought up the fact that, like, we had talked about in, like, a Cards Against Humanity game doing dressing up as tentacles and, like, walking around RTX as part of a big tentacle monster. Yeah. And then I remember why we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can imagine why. Because that, like, the whole tentacle monster thing just opens up a door that no one wants to go into. You're going to Kinky Land. No, yeah. no, that's just Kinky Land because it's 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 tentacle assault. Yeah, it's, Kinky implies consent. Yes. So <laughs> the ten, let's put also, it this way: the tentacle monsters tentacle. do not get consent from their from their victims. Hey, so, you know, go ahead. Well, I was they just going to say so, through doors. So that's why, like, that's why I think ultimately, even if we thought it was the funniest idea ever, we just wouldn't do it because it, it would it would create problems and conversations that that we are on the correct side of 
and yes. and as bad people, sometimes we we consider things on the other side of that conversation, but we just we shouldn't go there. It just shut the door. Don't even do it. Just don't even bother. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's awesome and funny in our heads, and it should just remain there, like most head cannons. So now I have this like picture. If you guys are tentacles from a tentacle monster, that you would all just be this like person in this large tentacle that kind of walked around and was like blah 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 blah. Like each of you were your own tentacle, and you're kind of like in a like just in my head. Yeah. It looks really funny. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> in in, in some respects, it would have been really funny. That moment when you've gone so far back in Finch's journal that you see Dax flame. <laughs> <laughs> You are old. Wow. I, I really am. But, really? Uh, oh, gosh, there's so much Maybe stuff there. we should like, talk about something, pe- things that people know about. <laughs> oh, people know about Finch. He's still a thing, right? He's still a thing. He was He's a thing still... when I was on the site, like, See? early days. I, He's I, still I think a thing. still a thing only applies to Twitter for Finch these days. Uh, like, okay, so this is how, like, hermity and curmudgeony Finch is these days. So I play a game called Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I play it on the oh, Xbox you One. Do? Yeah, I know, right? It's shocking. <laughs> so you never talk about it. No, I don't. So I've never even heard of this game. I I play. Shut up. So I'm playing it on the <laughs> one. And the way Destiny works is that wh- whatever console you play it on, those are the people you play with. You can't play with any other console. So all these Xbox One people are kind of looking at these poor Xbox 360 people, who there aren't very many of. And going, oh man, I wish they had a one because then they could go and play with us. Like people like uh, Nico play Destiny on the 360. Uh, Martha's kid Silas plays on the 360, and Finch play played on the 360. So a lot of us got like free or or whatever copies of Destiny on the 360, and we also like to raid. And I I remember bringing it up to Finch once. I'm like, hey, if you want, I we can see if we can grab a bunch of people from. That, that we normally raid with, hop on the 360 and we can raid with you because we felt bad because we were always talking about it and barely anyone on the 360 that we know raids. And he's like, no, nah, I don't need your pity raids. And he was serious. Oh. He was serious. He's like, bitch, I, I don't need your pity. I liked that when uh, Destiny first came out that they were offering if you bought, I think it was if you bought the 360 version, you could upgrade to the one for free. Was that what it was? I think what it was is you could transfer your DLC for free. See, I so thought like, it was like the whole game. Like if you bought the 360 version and then bought a one that you could get. Because I, re- it may, I, I just, actually, remember. Actually, you know what? No, I think, I think you're right. I think it was like you got a digital code or something as long as you had like some sort something from the 360. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I remember they didn't do it the other way around because I'd already pre- pre-ordered and got it on the one. And I the uh, same kind of thing. I knew people who were on the 360. And at the time, I'm like, I totally would have done that. I totally would have done the same thing if having bought the one version, you could get a download for the 360 version for free. But they only did it the they only did a upgrade to the one, not an upgrade to the 360, which I thought was weird. Right. And uh I actually have the 360 because I think I bought it like a long time ago off of Amazon. Like I pre-ordered it because I didn't know if I would get the one or not. And so I ended up getting the one and that was mainly what I played it on, as you've seen. And but I still have the 360. So which is actually leads me to something that I wanted to bring up here real quick. Um, So this has been a bad week in a lot of ways for people. And like Baltimore, bad stuff. And 
bad stuff in Nepal. Like that 7.8 earthquake was just devastating. Uh, lots of people dead, injured, and homeless. And uh, I feel like I need to try and help. So here is what I am proposing. And this has to do with Nepal. Spe- ne- yeah, Nepal specifically. So the Sherpa people live in Nepal, mainly. They also live all- elsewhere where the Himalayas are, but mainly in Nepal. And so Sherpas are famous because they assisted and guided some of the early mountain climbers who were exploring the Himalayas and some of those uh, first jaunts up um, Mount Everest. And since then, the word Sherpa has kind of become uh, constricted, constricted into our vernacular to mean just like a guide of any kind. And when you get into things like World of Warcraft and EverQuest, and then more recently, like Borderlands and Destiny, when you talk about people going out on raids, well, you also talk about people who assist those groups going out to raids called Sherpas, raid Sherpas. And I feel like because we've kind of co-opted this word of this indigenous uh, <laughs> Nepalese people who, who have been affected by this earthquake, I feel like it's a good time to try and give something back. So what I'm going to do is on May 15th, it's a Friday, at 7 p.m., I am going to start a 24-hour uh, marathon to try and raise awareness for the charities that are helping the people of Nepal. Not just the Sherpas, but but everyone who's been affected by the earthquake. And cool. uh, I'm calling it Destiny yeah. Sherpas for Nepal. So basically, here's how it, w- it would work. I would uh, hop on. The, hop on my uh, my one, and and the reason why I brought up the 360 is I think I might switch over to the 360 for at least a couple of raids, but I would from 7 p.m. Friday to 7 p.m. Saturday raid and guide not only my friends but maybe randos through the various raids of Destiny. All the while during the stream, I would have uh, I, and I'm actually gathering it right now a list of charities that are that are doing what they can. For the people of Nepal. And I'm thinking like the International Federation of Red Crescent and Red Cross Societies, uh, a charity that was suggested by our good friend Izzy, uh, Save the Children, um, UNICEF, which has come up in a couple of different places. They're not a charity per se, but they are doing work there. And basically in the stream, I would post information to give to that particular charity while we were playing. So that's what that's what I'd like to do for the for the people of Nepal. And so if you are one of my friends and you'd like to come with me on, on one of these raids, I'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, once I run out of friends and I figure that'll happen probably later on in the evening, I'll turn to resources like uh, Destiny LFG and some of those other like player matching services and uh, and and join up with them and, and try and help some new people through the raid. And all the while uh, trying to raise, raise awareness for uh, causes that are helping out. That sounds fantastic. And I, I would be honored to come and play with you. I will get back on destiny for you and for that charity roadblock. I would be glad to do it where I'm not going to be working a two week long event, but I'm happy. I'm happy to promote what you're doing. I'm going to be working for two weeks in an RV with my coworkers. I'm I, excited. Okay, so I'm now happy I'm to promote- because 
I want to hear more about the RV coworker thing, but I don't want to just completely ignore no, Jonathan's think, awesome charity I thing. I think this is a great opportunity, and I'm so 100% with you in spirit, and I'm so glad to support what you're doing because I think, I think what most people do is they give to whatever charity. They're like, I can give to this charity, and they'll help these people, but I think – Having something that you can do some research and you can say, this is, if you give here, your money will be doing A, B, and C things. Right. And I've actually been picking the brain of our good friend, uh, Martha Marin, whose company has been, has had teams in Nepal uh, helping out on the ground, uh, evacuating their clients, uh, and also just, just trying to do good in general. So she got me in touch and helped fill out the list. Uh, our good friend Izzy uh, helped out uh, with a couple of names that I'd never heard of. So I, I'm I'm lucky that I, I'm getting the support I am in, in this initial stage. But I'll have more details. I'm actually uh, – a lot of what I was talking about came from a script from a video I'm about to shoot. I'm going to throw it up on Reddit and and see about, uh, about what kind of buzz I can get. And if other people want to like Sherpa along with me, like have their own – raids and kind of like dedicate it to maybe a hashtag or something uh that would be great i think taking myself out of the money loop and taking ourselves out of the money loop because this will be on the glib shark stream uh i think is really good just saying hey here's where you can give here's what they do and if you don't like that then we'll have something else here in a bit no yeah, that's an so excellent idea that's you know just direct them right to the charity no middleman no having to worry about anything else just get them right to yeah. you know the red cross or whatever i think that's that's an excellent plan yeah and it seems selfless too usually it's all about getting some kind of buzz or getting points on social media for us it's not about that it's like hey we're playing this to bring awareness to this this is where it goes we're not even tracking like what goes where so we can't it's not for 2d our own home at all it's strictly awareness help out here's how but anyway, uh, more details will be forthcoming. And uh, like I said, we'll have a video uh, hopefully here soon. And and I am not <laughs> – okay, so the last time I tried to do something for 24 hours, I failed. And oh. hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit better. It was for the, uh, for the Child's Play deal that StrikeQuest was doing down at uh, Gamers Galaxy in Austin. I, I almost made it, but it was just like – there was only so much Minecraft that I could play with Izzy before she had to go to bed. <laughs> no lie, Minecraft doesn't really keep me awake. <laughs> I was just like, sometimes Minecraft has the really soothing music. I'm like, oh, and it's basically, basically Minecraft is an entire game of, wouldn't you like to take a nap now? And I'm like, yes, Minecraft, I think I would. Ah, uh, you have never fought the Ender Dragon then because that there's no napping during that. The first time someone took me to the nether, I was sitting there. I was like, this is kind of cool. I was a little on edge. And then I was like, eh, I don't have anything on me. Ah, I could take a nap. <laughs> uh, we just had a, a listener, a nameless listener, Lauren Crozier, ask if we were watching our <laughs> Twitch chat. I'm in there now. I okay. saw we? a bunch of stuff before. I tried to refresh oh. to sign in. And... Uh, and they had a question about when were you planning to do this again? Do you have a date set yet? Or? I do. It's it's Friday, May 15th. Cool. And I will be – it's also RT Community Day. So, oh, excellent. Yeah. That's a good – that's a perfect time to do I, it. it. I was trying to pick like – because the next weekend is event redacted. And yep. I think the uh, weekend before would just 
be too little time to, to yeah. kind of promote it and, and stuff like that. And, and there's several logistical things I need to get together. Like there's no way I can do this and have it be interesting via the Twitch app on Xbox because then for 24 hours you'd only be hearing me. And I don't think I can carry that. <laughs> I, I don't think I can. Not not for a day. Not for not for an actual set of twenty four hours. Uh, so I what think I'm, you can, but I think it's it's going to be a lot more fun to be able to see more than just you. So, so well, we're, they'll still only be able to see me, but they'll hopefully be able to hear everyone else. Yeah. Yes. So we got some information from Steven, who's in on the chat, and he says that uh, hey, first Steven. the whole game is free, a free upgrade for the one, and second. MAP International, MAP International, and Direct Relief are the two charities that have been vetted the most and are at the top of charities that give the most of their contributions directly to aid. I have actually – Direct Relief is one that I've, that I've heard about. It's come up in conversations. And uh, like I said, the uh, – Martha came up with a list that I'm going to go through. Uh, the, and Izzy mentioned, like I said, Save the Children. And I did not realize – this isn't like the American Red Cross. This is the – this is the IF uh, – RC. So it's the it's the internet. It's like the international Red Crescent and Red Cross. So it's it's a bit more inclusive than just the American Red Cross, which I have heard middling things about. So, so that's would... that's good. And uh, and UNICEF, like I said, has come up more than once. So I would put two out there that do. I don't know specifically if Stop Hunger, Hunger Now works in De Nepal. That would be something worth checking out. Heifer International. Um, when people think about relief, as somebody who grew up in an area that gets a lot of hurricanes, hurricane damage and large-scale damage like this, it's not just immediate relief. It is the, This is long-term. Like For somebody who lives in a wealthy, affluent area that didn't see a lot of damage from the hurricanes we got but still saw like trees down and power outages, like most of my childhood – like the landscape of our life was changed after a hurricane. Like the like stuff like, you know, though that tree came down and blah, blah, or that building was gone because of blah, blah, blah. Like when I was little, there were still parts of Charleston that were looked like a blown out war zone from Hugo. So the thing another thing to think about is organizations that work long term to change communities. Heifer International works in Nepal. And Heifer International is highly vetted. When you donate, you are donating money to give a cow, to give goats, to give chickens, to give ducks. To That's give why rabbits. it's called Heifer. Okay. That's why yep. it's called Heifer International. <laughs> it's called the Heifer Project. No, and that's, you, that's excellent. And so the thing to think about is not just immediate relief because when something like this happens, one of the main – Major problems is there's this flood of money and then it drops off when media coverage stops. So if you are thinking long term, if you're in your giving, they lost livestock that they had. I think like I, I follow them on Facebook and their Facebook post says they lost in Nepal in the earthquake reportedly 15,000 livestock. So these, this, that, those are 15,000 animals that are the cornerstone of communities all around Nepal. So that and they are well vetted. You know where your money goes. So another thing to think about is this long-term – What like Stop Hunger Now works long-term in communities. But they were also first responders in Haiti because they had been so entrenched in Haiti already doing work. So those are just some – like if you're, if you're still looking for like, – to me, like that's what immediately comes to my mind is, you know, the, the Katrina damage is still there. Yep. 
you know, Hugo damage, hilariously, there, <laughs> Hugo damage still can be seen. There is just, like, when the beach that we go to, like, I, there are, are places that ne- beach houses will never be built on because there's these new ordinances that were put into place that if, if your beach house is, like, totaled essentially by a hurricane, you can't build there ever again. So there's just these, you know, that's just think long. And the other thing is think about long-term giving. Think about immediate relief is very important, but it will take decades for communities to recover from what happened, especially impoverished communities. It doesn't take very long from, I mean, you would never know a tree fell on our back porch when I was little, but that can mean a big thing in other areas. So that's my, that's my take on it. And a good take it is. Like I said, I appreciate all of the, the help and advice I'm getting. And, uh, I, I would I will continue to appreciate it because I'm going to be basically setting up a new streaming rig and uh, and trying to get all that done and figuring out how to recognize things that I'm doing like hey we're on the the 18th raid of the night or something like that I I, I like there's 18th there's new- raid eighteen dollars to whoever gets the most whatever charity you guys pick I'm going to give but you know. Yeah, there'll yeah. be there'll be fun stuff. I, I'm I'm gonna try and I, I think one thing that that streams, especially marathon streams, need to do is that they need to have segments and they need to have stuff that stays that keeps things fresh, and then they also need the long term jokes. Like, well, I we this was our seven this was our seventh wipe of the night. Time to eat a banana or something. I don't know. <laughs> do you need so to we're- wear a dress for some of it? So, Jonathan, if if people have suggestions either for um, equipment to use or things to do during the stream or anything like that, is do you have a preferred way that they can send those? Do you want through uh, Twitter? You, do you want through tweet me if it's if it's just something quick. Uh, if you have something a bit more involved, uh, you can email me uh, roadblock at gmail dot com. You can also hit me up on my RT profile roosterteeth dot com slash roadblock or my or my uh, my Facebook, if you're already Facebook friends with me, I will I will take whatever I can from 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 anywhere. I've already, like I said, and today I've already got a ton of help. So thank you those who have helped me already. Yeah, it's important to remember also that in addition to Nepal, there are surrounding countries that are affected as well. Uh, parts of China, India, Bangladesh, and even Bhutan. So uh, even though I mean in Nepal, of course, you want to help them out too. But if you're able to, you know, put some money towards there, like they're less in the spotlight. Right, right, and, just as and, effective. Yeah, yeah, and all of those charities, I believe, are just are operating in areas where the the earthquake affected them. So yeah. it's they're not. And, and since it's stuff like international IFRC, they're not bound by any borders. And okay. a lot of yeah. those charities aren't. These are called NGOs, non-governmental organizations. Hmm. Yep. The more you know. The more you know. Sorry. It's another thing when you take anthropology, you spend a lot of time covering the role of NGOs and what they actually do. It's, uh... Well, I'm just lucky that <laughs> I have I, – I know people that are tangentially related to this topic. I mean I don't know anyone specifically in like disaster relief. But I know someone who who is familiar with disaster readiness, and I know someone who is uh, works at a company that does 
evacuations and 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 medical emergencies. So it's like all of these things are just are 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 helping, and it, and it's so great. The beauty of the internet is is you don't necessarily need to know everything. You have access to people who will know the things. Right. Know and, all the things. And all of them are lovely people. As well, well as Martha. <laughs> and like, that's the thing about the internet. Like, in that case. You get this <laughs> and that's the thing about the internet, right? Like you get this class of jerks who sort of make things, you know, difficult for almost everybody, but the vast majority of people are actually kind of decent and kind. And I really believe yeah. that even now. I was like in an I was sort of in an argument today along those lines where I got the like stereotypical your generation blah 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 and I was like, like you know what let me tell you about my generation and they were like <laughs> I see everybody texting on their cell phones and I'm like yeah you do see everybody texting on your cell phone I see grown ass adults like people who are like 40s 50s and 60s standing in line on their cell phones and I am so sick of us like taking the blame for being like they're like you're always you're always on your phone who are you can you're not connecting with anybody I'm like what do you think I'm doing on my phone? I've got, yeah. I was like, I have friends in Texas and Oklahoma and Boston. And like, I was like, I was just like, I might be talking to them. Cause if I'm standing in line at McDonald's, none of my friends are here. Right. But it's just like, I. And you reach out to them there. I mean, a lot of them are. And I met them all on the internet. <laughs> and a lot of that criticism of millennials and I guess late gen Xers is that. Is them projecting, basically. Mm. Boomers just hate. Mm -hmm. Boomers gonna hate, you know? I think we're conditioned to hate the generation below us, and I really wish we could stop that somehow. I actually don't hate the generation below me. I mean, I guess I'm a millennial, so the people after me are the ones born in the late 90s who are just starting high school and stuff. And those kids, at least the ones that I know, they're awesome. Like, they are... They're such good kids. They don't have any of the hangups or ego stuff or drama <laughs> that I saw in high school. Like I was such a little diva. I still am, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but these kids, are, yeah. But these kids are totally just chill. They're not into like doing, getting invested in that too much, and they're looking to work. They're they're more problem solution oriented kids. At least the, again, at least the ones that I know. Man, I fucking I, hate millennials. Let me tell you how much I hate them. Ouch. Oh my gosh, I hate and all disco children. sucks. I children. hate the ones above and below me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate anyone under 18. Go away. And anyone other, over 55. <laughs> my argument is like, look, you know, like I had like, this was somebody that was like my parents' age. And I was like, so here's the deal. If you have a problem with my generation, the person to take it up with is your mirror. You raised us. If you do not like how we turned out, genetically there is no thing that says we are all so genetic there's it's not a genetics thing babe it's not a that's not how that works it's an it's a nurture issue i'm starting with the man in the mirror yeah take michael uh, jackson's I'm- fucking advice like okay and michael uh, jackson is, is now the cue that i have to go because okay. oh god oh god if we're gonna start singing michael jackson i need to run away but I really do have to go to rehearsal and I have to go play not Michael Jackson. So uh, Bye, Obo. see you guys later. Bye, Obo. Bye. Don't be a stranger in Moscow. What? Too soon. I hate you so much. <laughs> no, all right. In a, Love you too, Lauren. In a rather jarring transition, uh, and this is something that that uh, that Lauren reminded me of, and it goes back to the Destiny talk because uh, I got to play with a guy that I haven't played with uh, in a while last night and I was, I was with a group. They're fairly new at raiding. Um, they're just now starting to get some good stuff. 
And so I, I messaged this friend and he's like, yeah, sure. I'll come, I'll come with. So I'm, I'm kind of introducing him to the group and I'm like, okay, so this guy, I'm just going to say he is the Jedi master who instructed me. Like he made <laughs> me the Sherpa that I am today. So he comes in and it's a great time we're playing. And it, it was really cool. So I was telling uh, Lauren Crozier doodles about it. And she's like, oh, so he's sort of like your, if you're Obi-Wan, then he's your Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. That works. Did he and I and, and I'm, well, no, that was Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. He actually did get stabbed, though. So <laughs> while we were playing, <laughs> Crota stabbed him with a sword. And I yelled, no, automatically. Anyway, but um, so the conversation kind of went went on and we started talking about, well, what about our other friends? Who are they? So we started on and obviously the first thing that I said was that Izzy was Jar Jar. Oh, that's and, not nice. And, uh, okay, so I, I said that that I immediately regretted saying that. I was just like, okay. That's too far. That, that's just not cool. So we, we started talking about it. We're like, okay, so, so who is everyone? And we're like, well, Shraver is obviously base Windu for no reason at all. Oh, no, for no reason. <laughs> Shraver's base Windu. No, and, and no so, reason. So we started Wait, hold, like, I, I have to get back to this Jar Jar comment because you have to understand, Jar Jar Binks is the Gavrilo Princip of our time. Whatever. Yeah, but Jar Jar Binks is a minstrel show. Jar Jar Binks can never be a person of color. It's a. It's always a. It's a minstrel show. It would have to be a white person. Anyway, so we're we're getting to the part that involves uh well at least one more person that's in this room. So we were trying to figure out like okay well who's Luke who is Leia I said that that Lauren Crozier is actually Luke because she kind of came up she was already a skilled pilot but we were amazed how strongly the Force was with her. And uh, so she became a, a sword runner and relic runner in Destiny, just like me. So then we started moving on to our other friends. Well, like, well, who is like maybe uh, maybe Shraver is is Chewie and and Noobs is Han. And yeah, so I can see that. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of going back and forth. And so we're like, well, so who is Izzy? We're like, well, maybe Izzy is R2-D2 because R2-D2 is useful and adorable. And uh, so... Aww. So who's really who's C-3PO then? And so we threw out a bunch of names and let's, let's see who's fussy and polite, but but kind of annoying, but but knowledgeable, but also very fussy. And she and we're both like, Steven, <laughs> Steven <laughs> is C-3PO. But then we were like, so wait a minute. Izzy can't be R2-D2. Jules is R2-D2 because she oh is smart and useful and knows how to do a lot of different kinds of things and is also adorable. So we came to the conclusion after all that, that Jules, you and Steven are R2-D2 and C-3PO. Oh. I, I can, I can I almost see that. But who am I in this uh, extended Star Wars metaphor again? Or am I not in this because I don't play Destiny? We, we, oh, we, we did. Yeah, you don't play Destiny. So you, we didn't get her. So I'm, so I'm basically Dr. Bashir in a whole other universe. Soft to the side. Yes. You're you're now sitting on the throne of Dorne. Yay! Okay. Um, basically, I can. Uh oh, Jules, up up to your mouth, up to your mouth. We're losing it. Oh, uh, sorry, but I moved it because my breathing was creepy. I don't um, know why we lost you for a second. Okay, you're fine. Uh, so I can totally see 
R2-D2 mouths off a lot to C-3PO. <laughs> I can see that because I say things and Steven's like, he gets all like flustered. I know. I just That's... need him to perfect his C-3PO walk because I know in the chat right now, even though I'm not looking, he's like, hey now, hey now, hey, 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 what's this? What's this? I love you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i can get a little c3 or i can get a, a little r2d2 dress and i can walk around and when i get really angry at him i can just go and like make beeping noises there are so, so many like like dre actual dresses that are inspired by different things that you could totally get like a wearable to just about anything r2d2 dress and it would look I, fine i know at least three different places right now off the top of my head where I can get both an R2-D2 dress. Well, actually, no, a dress, a skirt, and a bikini. Wow. Yep. There's a mental Thank image. Thanks, Her Universe. <laughs> no, not just Her Universe. Oh, I can also get leggings. Oh. Did I you guys see Hot Topic had a bunch of Avengers-aspired dresses? Yes. Her Universe paired with Hot Topic to create that line. Oh, okay. I read the so article, but this is this is... The, the thing, this was like two weeks ago in Geek, so yeah. Um, so basically, her universe, as they were, the Nerdist covered it because they partnered with them at the last San Diego Comic Con to do a fashion show. And part of that fashion show wasn't just the new her universe line, it was also 36 designers presenting one look as a part of an overall competition to create what they, you know, like haute, kind of haute couture, geek couture is what they called it. Um, and I remember watching it, and some of this stuff was really good, and some of the stuff I was like, it felt just like fancy cosplay. Yeah. And I like her universe, and I like their stuff, and some of the some of like the Avenger stuff. Like, did you see the Black Widow dress? The Black Widow was, I think, the thing that I could see most of my friends in. I could see like that to me, like that dress. It's really mod, which is pretty cool, and it feels like a reference that is just like it's like. The Captain America dress still feels like a cosplay to me. But the Black Widow dress is just so damn subtle that it's yeah. like 100% it perfect. It was definitely like you could wear that to work and yes. and no one would catch – like most people wouldn't catch on that it's Black Widow. Whereas like the Thor one yeah. is, is very obviously, okay, why are you wearing like Thor. kids clothes to work? And it's it's these retro like so that dress on its own without like the Thor thing is really, really inspired by it, stuff that was popular in the 50s and 60s. And so like the silhouettes of the others, they're all very 50s and 60s retro inspired because they're cuts that generally look good on all body types, which I get. But it's just like it felt really like half assed to just do a blue dress and stick Captain America's shield on it and be like, here you go. And I was just like, but like, look at what you did, like. Look at Black Widows. Like, look at how that, like, well that fits and how much. And it's like, it's like, man, they put all this thought into, like, probably the Tony Stark jacket and the Black Widow dress. And everything else is like, we'll make it look exactly like it is in the movie. Or we'll make a retro and do a pattern. I was just like, eh. Almost yeah. like those old school costumes where it was basically just a smock with the logo of the character on the chest. Basically. <laughs> I've had more than a few Hey, years. look at me, Lisa. I'm Radioactive Man. <laughs> no, you're not. We're, we're Radioactive Man wouldn't have his own face on his costume. He would yes, if he, he were would. dressing up for Halloween. Although, 
full disclosure, in 1988 for Halloween, I was dressed up in the Willow mask and smock, even though I had never seen the movie or didn't know anything about the character. I think it was just the last costume available that my dad could, could snag. Aw. I had a Willow lunchbox in, uh, in first grade, too. That was a rough first couple of years in grade school. Aw. Yeah. I had an Orca lunchbox. I bought it when I was little because our swim team was Orcas, and I continued to use it through high school. Nobody cared. Wow. Jules, I actually, uh, speaking of swim team and competitiveness, I have a question for you. Uh huh. So I saw pictures of when you and Steven ran the Austin Marathon. And once no, I, Steven didn't run No, that. not Steven, uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon. My bad, my bad. Right. I'm sorry. It's you say Jules and Steven. It just it just comes out anyway. He Steven so, was at the finish line. He's he he was yes, fact. yes. Everyone was there except me, and I'm sad. Anyway, oh. but that's that's not important. So like, I I saw pictures of you and Brandon when you guys were done, and like I said, congrats, y'all did awesome. We were watching the Oklahoma City Marathon here, and we were watching the both the male and female winner. Who and like you and Steven gonna... do not. Nope, At all. Not Steven. Anything. Or, God damn it. Brandon. Fuck. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Brandon. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Brandon. Brandon. Thank I you keep, for running that marathon keep, with me. And thank I you keep, for letting Steven please. piggyback onto your success. Oh, my God. Now I can see, like, like Brandon carrying Steven piggyback style. And, saying, and Steven's like, after her. He'd do it. They would do yeah. it for at least a mile and a half. But anyway, so I was watching coverage of the Oklahoma City Marathon, and these guys just did not look like you or Brandon. Brandon and, and you have healthy fat on our bodies. Yes, <laughs> is that just because y'all don't do like twenty of these a year? Yeah, I mean, okay. I think it. There's running does stuff to you. like every sport you play will work upon your body in a way. Like, have you ever looked at sprinters? The muscles that the sprinters have, like if you look at the like Usain Bolt, like they have these these thighs that are just muscly in there because it's what they need to do with their body is very different than what a marathon runner needs to do. And um, it's this lot. I mean, I think the best example is I got hungry. We Brandon and I both packed different fuels so it's not just like it's not just that your body literally runs out of fuel you'll just start feeling hungry if you hadn't eaten enough and I remember I was probably like mile 20 and I was like I am ready to be done I'm actually physically hungry right now (laughs) that was like more than the fatigue the pain everything else is just like I I'm hungry I'm hungry I I had I had a rubbing spot on my back so I did have like a little bit of like just some terrible like basically my water belt rubbed Oh. But it's it's a lot like you are so somebody asked me, which I thought was a really like fucking rude question. They're like, oh, are you going to lose some weight because you're training for your marathon? And I was like, huh? no, because I am fine with my body how it is. But um, like that because that wasn't like the goal. Right. Like but when right. you run, when you train for a marathon, if you do not eat to match the mass amount of calories you've burned, you will start losing weight. And then there's the thing that people who run multiple marathons are just running so much more. Like if I had to do like if I had to sustain like doing a marathon and then maybe a month or so later doing another marathon and then maybe and then doing another or another, I would typically be running, you know, 
a lot of miles in a week. And people who do marathons competitively, like Brandon and I were building up, but our build would have stayed steady. Like the last, you know, we would have been staying on average running, you know, I running, you know, that 10 to 13 miles every time you run and then putting in long runs. Like if we were there, you'd just be running so much more and eventually you just, you just burn a lot of calories. You're, you're creating these, these kind of these muscles that are designed to be like long distance and they're long and they're lean and you don't want to carry a lot of extra weight because you don't have room for that. You have room for the calories to get you through. And it's just your body does change when I think you're doing it super hyper competitively. But I also think that's super hyper competitively. And I think that for running, I, as long as you don't have seriously your doctor saying, look, you're going to blow your knee out. You're going to hurt yourself. I think anybody can run. I think it's, it's this myth that running is for, you know, people who have runner's bodies. Like if you have a body and you run, you have a runner's body. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, if we, if Brandon and I ran competitively, our bodies would look very, very different because any athlete, you inherently move beyond the casual phase and but also we would be experiencing injuries that are really different. Running takes a toll, especially road running. It's really hard on your knees. You can really hurt yourself. You can really hurt your body if you're not training correctly and training well. And like I think both of us experienced days when we were like, I we over oh God, I think I may have overdone it a little day or I'm a little more tired or the dreaded fear of pooping your pants, which neither of us did, so proud. <laughs> I I am proud of you too, Jack. Are you proud? I'm seriously not. I don't want to make light of it. Actually, that's a real thing. I've heard of that it's happening. It's a real thing. It's yeah. a no, I thing. Unbel- don't don't mistake this for anything. I absolutely believe it's a real thing. Yeah, but it's still kind you know of funny. What my goals were? <laughs> what you know goals? what my goals were? I had three goals. Number one, finish. Okay. Number two, don't poop yourself. Number three, don't lose any toenails. And I met every single goal. Nice. I know of one of those goals that our friend Joseph Garcia did not meet. He lost some toenails when he did his, right? Yeah, he lost some toenails. I think he lost his big toe. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've done that before, not running too long, but it's no fun. What was the saying? I heard this, and I want to say it was on Reddit or something. Don't trust a fart after mile 12. Don't trust a fart. Don't ever trust. I saw some signs that said don't trust a fart. I was like, that's too real. Because it was like 18. And I yeah. was like, girl. <laughs> there used to be like a, a poster of a runner in agony, like in a marathon. And the, the caption of that says, don't gamble. You'll lose. <laughs> 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 like those oh. Hitler's watching posters. <laughs> so if you true. ride alone, you ride with Hitler. <laughs> You're right alone. Well, Brandon and I were behind this woman and we were smelling this smell. And I remember looking at him and he was looking at me and you're like, whatever, we're running. It's like it was like mile 11 or 12. And since like at that time, if either of us had farted, we'd be like, yeah, it was me. And I think we both kind of simultaneously realized this woman had probably just pooped herself and she was running the full. And I was like, girl, you got 13 more miles to go with poop in your pants. That's a hard road to tow. God. I'm just That's a like, lot of chafing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm stuck in week four of my uh, of my couch to five k. Just like That's it's awesome. just been hard. Well, no, it's. I'm trying, but it's it's tough. 
Because what is hard about it? What are you finding that is blocking you right now? Uh, right now it is just. What is your roadblock? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, it's... Wow! I know. Every week I know. Someone tries to steal my job. I love God it. Damn it. <laughs> um, right now it's just the, the, the the long periods of time. Like right now, I think week four introduces five minutes of sustain. Yeah. And so that is rough. And I, yeah, I mean, like when 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 Brandon was doing his training and we were talking about workouts and I think Lauren tried to like compare our workouts more directly. And and Brandon's like, no, our workouts are very different right now, because like while I while I can go and get out like, I don't know, eight or nine reps in a set of uh, 225. That's a very different kind of strength. And, oh, yeah. And running is just is something that's rather that's that's become alien to me, which sucks because right before I got married, I could have done a 5K like just like without thinking. Like I remember one time when I when I ran three miles just because I could and I was like, do people seriously need water break breaks for this? Yeah, I don't. No, I'm back. Kind of my body's kind of back there. I haven't run a lot. I've been doing a lot of dance. And it's just like dance, like the first day of dance class kicked my ass. I was like sweating yeah. like crazy. I was like, oh. And then it's like I go to run club and I'm like running three miles and I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, dance is really hard. And I biked yesterday and I was like, this is really hard. So it's just like, it's just your, your body has to change with it. My advice, like, I understand that you want to go with the program. My advice is like, sometimes what's hard is like, and when I was first training for my very first half marathon, I hit this weird point where I was supposed to move up from four miles to running five miles every time I ran. And I had to be running indoors because in New York and it was still way early spring. And so it was still way cold. And I was running on the indoor track at Columbia and they had this digital clock. And I would look at the digital clock and I was like trying to every single time I was running around, the only game I would play that kept me going was making sure my lap times were always 100% the same time or, or faster around when it was like 10, 10 laps to get you a mile. And so I was just right. like killing myself and I would do four miles and I'd be like, Oh, I'm so tired. And they're like, Oh, I ran it so fast. And I had to like switch my brain to be like, you don't need to run this fast. You just need to do it. Yeah. So sometimes it's the, you don't got to run fast. You can be like, even if you are like, I'm going as slow as possible. You you did what was required of you. Just get the distance in and get the time in and don't worry about speed. And that was like what changed my mentality was I was like, and the speed came eventually. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I will, I will watch my pace as slow as it already is. It could stand to be slower. I could, I could stand could to work walking. less. <laughs> No, five minutes can be a long time. Five minutes can be half a mile. Yeah, and uh, it sucks because, like, there are things that I can do now that I never could have done in those days. But there are a lot of things that I could do that uh, that I'm not able to now. And it's funny because, like, like the state that I'm in, I don't feel bad. Like, I, I went to the doctor. I'm more or less okay. Um, I actually have to get him the the form to certify me for, for scuba training. But I mean, he's going to do it. Cool. Yeah, he's, there's really no reason. My blood pressure is absolutely is great. My cholesterol is great. <laughs> surprisingly. And, uh, so I, I, I'm good to go. I just, 
there is a lot of weight that I could drop that I that I need to for for a lot of reasons. And I talk about this a lot, so we can we can move on. Although I will say that uh, uh, I did get myself a new chair that I'm sitting in right now. It's a brand new office chair that I'm very very happy and that I assembled with my very tired hands earlier, and uh, it hasn't collapsed under my uh, copious weight, so I'm pretty happy. Huzzah! Huzzah! I think that's uh, is it comfy? Uh, yeah, it's actually really comfy. It's not like like you get those really crazy chairs that are like super adjustable, and I think even the ones at work are a bit more adjustable than this. But it, this has it where it counts, and it's it it's nice enough. The price is right. The price is right. There's a pun there, but I just just gonna let it walk on by. Yeah, you kind of seized the last one, so this one you can let you can let pass. <laughs> oh, wait, I found an adjustment point. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. All right, adjusted the arm it. things. I'm good now. Nice. I'm trying to find bathing suits. That's my current purchase. Speaking of crap with your body that nobody finds enjoyable, like running, bathing suit shopping, right up there. Oh my god, they're so expensive. Are guys suits this expensive? No. Definitely no. not. I mean, because they're, they're just shorts. You if, know, you, they don't... if you go to Target and spend 20 bucks on a suit, you paid $5 too much. Yeah, you can Seriously? operate a drawstring. You can get a, a, a fairly decent looking because, um, like, we're, it's not pair even, of trunks. Yeah, like one, they only fit one way. Right. And and they're essentially, like, like Jack was saying, they're essentially board shorts. Yeah. I just like I'm looking at this suit and I and it's sixty nine dollars on sale. And when it was racing suits, like because I used to swim competitively, it's like I'll spend however much money you want on a racing suit. It's a racing suit. It does a job. This isn't doing a job. It's just there to look cute. And all I need is for not to make me look totally horrendous. But apparently, I have to pay sixty nine dollars to make that happen. Wow. That Meanwhile, is ridiculous. If I want a men's speedo that will embarrass my my future wife, I can get them from Macy's for only twenty nine ninety nine. I'll get you. Where are you guys going on your honeymoon? India. Oh, seriously? Not for a while That's... though. We're probably heading there late towards the end of the year. Okay, wait, because equator stuff, summer. Winter, yeah, it's not wait. quite the equator. It's like tropical where my family, her fa- our families are from, like subtropics. I think eight degree, okay. nine degree um, latitude, and uh, it'll be. I guess that time it'll be more a little chilly, like like seventies, sixties. So that's uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So for them, that's actually kind of cold. It gets as cold as like the fifties in December. We're not going quite that late, but uh, mostly we're visiting family, and also I'm trying to get some time in either Goa. Or uh, Kerala has some beautiful beaches as well. So it really depends on what we're able to do, how much, how many pennies we have, how many acorns we've saved for the winter. Oh, save your <laughs> acorns. Save your acorns. It, I do believe you... it's pronounced acorn. Oh. Well, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> sorry. Fine. I just like the, the pronunciation. Oh, Ac- no, no. Acorn. I'm sorry. Acorns. You were, it was adorable. I, I did kill your moment. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, my moment of fun. No. How long are you guys going for? Um, three weeks. It's pretty much like I'm using a week of vacation. I time just for, uh, for wedding stuff and other couple things here and there I need to do for the wedding. And so I did it in November because I get Thanksgiving off and I get, um, November 11th veterans day off. So I only have to, I only use the full three weeks. I can use like 13 days. 
Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So fingers Remember crossed. Remember when we could pull out. a similar trick for RTX? Ha ha ha. Uh huh. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, art. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I have time time set aside for RTX. I have that Friday and the Monday, so it's going to be abbreviated for me. But I will, my presence will definitely be felt. I'm hoping. I, I got to take away from the speedo page. Sorry, go ahead. You got to navigate. Don't navigate away from the speedo page. Why would you do that? Uh, Why would you want to navigate away from the speedo page? I don't know. I think the. I mean, it's sort of one of those places where you know, the men's body ideal. And the man's actual body shape come into contrast in a way that it almost always is for women. So, yep. like, imagining myself in a pair of speedos with, uh, well, with a body a little less flattering than the one that I'm looking now, at. Now, does India have the European sensibility when it comes to wearing speedos? Is it a a done thing, or will they look at you and think this this American is crazy? Yeah, it's funny you should ask. The last time I was on any beach in India, I was like 11 years old. And even then, there weren't really anybody on the beaches. It wasn't like – I think it was midday. There weren't any swimmers or any like bathers or anything like that. I don't even know why. But uh, I would imagine because it's a fairly conservative country compared to other places that you know men be wearing swim trunks, maybe T-shirts or whatever. Women are probably more modestly dressed if they're swimming or anything like that. They probably have like a like a sundress on or something like that. Uh, that's so hard. I always worry, like, I, like, the one thing I always worry about, like, when cultures are inherently conservative, my cultural relativism gets, like, shot when I'm like, how are you going to, like, again, it's the logistics of, how are you going to swim with that thing on? You are going to drown yourself. You are putting yourself and others in danger. <laughs> that is too Where, many clothes. That is too many clothes for swimming. Too many clothes for swimming. Don't you know that you are ruining your lap times? Uh, <laughs> so, and yeah, that's where my cultural relevance just gets tossed out the door because I'm like, yeah, it's just I function understand. over 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 style. It is always for me function over culture. Yeah, function over style, function over culture. When you get like in the pool, you are there to race and do a job and not drown. Very important. Number one job: don't drown. Don't drown. There's something all billowy and it gets caught. Like if you're in the ocean and there's there's all kinds of crap in the ocean for you to get I, I love the ocean, but there's all many ways to drown and die. I think that's ultimately <laughs> like the only really way to lose at swimming is to drown. I think yeah. If you lose the race or whatever, you live to fight another day, but you, but you lose swimming if you drown. You lose swimming if you drown. You just lost the game. <laughs> the game was uh, your life. Uh, the, I had lost the game years ago, man. But, uh, you know, that's something that I had to do, though, especially now that I'm going to be like a, like a married man and, you know, at some point kids may be, enter the picture. Oh, my God, little jacks. Little <laughs> Little, little punning, pun machines. Learning geography, reading up on their uh, on their history and their political science, watching oh, videotapes of sitcoms from the eighties. Also so potentially, jokes. also potentially going into the water, which is all the more reason to take up my family's proud naval tradition and actually finally master swimming. Your family has a proud naval tradition. That's pretty cool. My dad was in the Indian Navy from nineteen sixty six to nineteen seventy six. He actually fought. In the uh, the war between India and Pakistan that led <gasps> to the uh, independence of Bangladesh. Wow. Yeah. That, okay, that's pretty darn cool. He's a he's a cool guy. My dad. Don't tell him I said so though. If he, if, dad, if you're listening, I'm not. You're not that cool. No. 
not really. I'm going to be going, and I'm going to be meeting your dad. I'm going to shake his hand the first, because I haven't seen him since we spent the night at your house. Where that's right. That's right. Ago. That was years and years ago. Yeah. And he stayed up to make sure we were okay, and it was so adorable. And then we went down into your basement, which was not a basement, but basically a second house. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm kind of sad that I can't live there. Like, looking at all the terrible apartment, not terrible apartment options, but all of the, I guess, considerably less spacious options available to me, like, based on my budget and based on the fact that, you know, the missus won't be working for a little while. So whatever I can afford is what we can get, right? So I'm looking for a two-bedroom or something with a little bit more space just because there's two of us and the dog. And the dog. But, man, the place I'm in now is not hospitable towards doing this. I may have to move into one of the surrounding towns. But, and I, I thought about Delaware, but then Delaware, Delaware. I thought about mm-hmm. Delaware, Delaware. Delaware what? Yeah, Delaware? exactly. Delaware. Exactly. Well, that's Delaware, exactly why would right. you live there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but more likely I'll be in like the Philadelphia suburbs, like Delaware County, which is like the one between uh, Delaware State and uh, and Philadelphia, basically. Delaware. Yep. Delco. Off the you, blue can, you can go by what was the oh there's that really good bird all the places i know in delaware are on udell's campus because my sister went to graduate school there oh yeah i work probably 15 minutes away from uh the U- university of delaware's campus and that's I, not very far given delaware so right it's delaware so it doesn't I, there's, I have there's very three counties little, like actual realization of delaware i know there's a place Called Delaware. I'm pretty sure I drove through it once. Hey, I remember Probably. tobacco. Yeah. Blink, All you'll you miss need it. to know is halfway between Wilmington and Newark is Fiction's Lake. I know that like credit card companies are based in Wilmington, right? <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Including And, uh, and Wayne's World made a joke about it once. That's yeah. exactly. Hey, you know, I think Wayne's World Delaware. kind of colors my views on Delaware, even though I've oh. been working there for about almost four years now. Oh yeah, it's been a minute. It it really ha- dang. Wait, we're time. Excellent. Uh, just yesterday, I was sort of like you know looking for work, just trying to do everything I could to survive, and uh, now I'm kind of settled, domesticated. You're all grown up. Not yet. <laughs> no, I'm like Peter Pan. I'll never grow up. I just get older and have responsibility. <laughs> Well, and any cartoons and eat and eat sugary cereals and watch cartoons. See, when you do have kids. You're just going to be the dad that sits there and you're just going to watch cartoons with them like my dad did. Yeah, or I'll probably force my old cartoons on them. It's like, Dad, we can't watch any more DuckTales or yeah, the new version. You'd be like, no, son, let me sing you the song. Right. Or, you know, the actual – by then, the new version of DuckTales may be out. So we'll be having fights about which version of DuckTales is better. All right. So we're, we're pretty far into it and this is – like time has actually flown. And I, but I have to call attention to something. Okay. When I was setting up pictures for the stream, there is nothing but Ultron pictures. <laughs> like Seriously? absolutely nothing but like old like and I think just one image of a new Ultron. Everything else is like old and maybe a little bit more recent like comic book Ultron. I'm going to show you something. Wait, is this the stream that's on your um, Twitch, which I should have pulled up, but I didn't? Yeah, I didn't. that's uh, that's what's been going on there. And so far, we have not Where talked about it? Ultron at in the least. We it's talked about like, Ultron quite a bit, though, last week. That's that's kind of why I was like, well, we'll probably talk about it a little bit. But if we talk about it anymore, it's just going to get stale. But 
Jules, what's your what are your Ultron plans? Um, I'm gonna try to see it soon. Mostly, I just have all this crap for work going on, so it's that's getting in the way. Um, maybe I'll try to wait until Steven's in town for my sister's wedding, which is occurring after event name redacted the weekend after. <laughs> um, and I've kind of tried to stay away from a lot of trailers about it because I good job. That's I really just want to go in and be like you know surprised i just want to you know not like i kind of just want to be like i don't know the what the whole like some some movies i've seen trailers from like oh well i know that's the plot that's the plot in the trailer and they've sort of stayed away from that actually they've kind of just gone into the ultron's here ultron's bad it's tony stark's fault and you know yeah i've only seen there the we teaser. go and then whatever whatever lines from the movie that Oboe is spoiled for me. But that's about I it. I did see the Sesame Street. I tried of, watching that and it just was veggies, not very funny. Age of Bon Bon. Yeah. It I gets just, funny when he becomes the like Hulk version of Cookie Monster. Okay. Maybe I'll have to give it another shot. I like when I watched the, uh, the House of Cards one. That's been my favorite so far. The so, Game of Thrones one was pretty decent too. The th- Game of Thrones one was pretty good. It was... Like it had even more like wink at the parent jokes than the House of Cards one, but I think the House of Cards one just works on every single level because whoever did the voice of uh, a Frank Underwood or Frank, Frank Underwolf, yeah, was uh, did a great job, and yeah, it was just, just it it was brilliant. It was it was awesome. They're just firing all cylinders. I think because now because you have like a generation of kids who grew up in the height of Sesame Street who now have kids of their own, basically, yeah. Well, so I mean, I think I think that applies to a pretty wide, like, age gap because yeah, everyone the height like 45 of Sesame and under, Street really. has been like for the last thirty years. Well, I would say it really kind of got into high ranks in the late seventies, early eighties, and that's when it really kind of catched steam. Well, right, but kids like the the people that are having kids now are were born in the late eighties and early nineties. What really late? I guess some kid people in the early nineties are having kids. That's that still blows my mind a little bit, but really. Yeah, I guess what you're saying is right, but like you have to remember that our generation wait like waited forever to have kids. So there are people who are like forty and forty one and forty two are on well, the first not, kid now. Not necessarily everyone yeah. from our generation. I think like you and I did. And and that's just be- and I don't know that that's indicative of like of all of our generation. I think the fact that you and I talk and are friends and are in that situation kind of says what kind of people we are and 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 stuff like that. I mean, our interests are that we weren't like, man, we got to have kids. But I think a lot of people are, aren't are like that. And yeah, I guess that's true. They, yeah. they are the ones who got married after college and then had a kid. Yeah. I know some people like that. People who I never thought would be those people. And it suits them 100%. They're happy in their lives. And I'm well, they're just like, I knew somebody in college. She's like, I don't want kids. I'm going to have a lot of lovers. I'm going to have a lot of cats. <laughs> And she is 100% happily married with a kid, just loving her life. Yeah, and we're loving our lives, too. And we're loving our guest, Jules, who the hour, like, literally flew. Like, I, I don't know where the time went. Hour and no, a half. No, the hour and a half flew, Jack. <laughs> I think that that's, you know that thing I do where I drop, like, a, every a third or fourth word I say? That definitely okay. happened here. But you can follow Jules at... Julia underscore Rasa. Julia with a G and a U. 
I guess you, G-I-U. 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 I did the right same there. thing. I was putting when I was trying to put at uh, Julia Rosa. I was like G U fuck. All right, go back. Delete. Delete. Hey. That's okay. There's there was a weird joke in college about how to spell it, and so some a lot some of my old stuff was like a G U L I A, but that was it's a thing. It's a joke. If you took one class with me. Ten years ago. <laughs> Yay, funny. Um. So I'm guessing next week we're going to be giving our impressions on uh, Age of Ultron because I plan to watch on uh, on Saturday. Uh, it's coming that, out on Saturday? It's coming out on Friday slash Thursday night. Oh, shit. I actually have time to watch it. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh my God. You guys don't know how happy and oh, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going alone. I don't even care. I good good for you, Jules. I am going by myself on Thursday night since I have nothing to do that night. Anything we else should... that would uh, that I would do, and then I'm also going to see it with a bunch of friends on Saturday. So we should go by ourselves at the same time. I am going to. I think it's like a. I want to say it's an eight or nine o'clock show on Thursday night. Oh, that's so late. <laughs> yeah. My Until, computer. yeah. Until then, our announcer is Bob Ball. Our uh, music is done by Linnea Boyev. Our sound producer is Jonathan Serna. I produce a lot more than sound for this, buddy. He makes <laughs> farts too. On <laughs> on behalf of Jonathan Serna, Lauren Urban, and the entire Gloob Stark staff, this is Jack Edithel saying good night, good health, and Mentos, the fresh maker. You already used that one, Jack. God damn it. All right, fine. They're actually the taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move ya. Well, that one? Ho- hold on, hold on. There is some a way that we can sign off the show that is totally appropriate for given the guests that we have. Na 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 na. Oh, that's me. Na 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 na. Podcast. Yes. Podcast. Podcast. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm like, do, do you, <laughs> Jules, do the thing. <laughs> Usually you tell me, like, go with the theme song. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five-star catch. Or follow us on Twitter, at Glib Shark. You can even drop us a line, glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.